0: Every Arizona homeowner's
1: best friend. Every Arizona homeowner's happy place. Come on in to my house. It's Rosie on the house, answering any question you might have about your house, home, castle, or cabin. From the bottom of the foundations to the top of the rooftop and everything in between, We've been building and remodeling, repairing and maintaining Arizona homes since 1972. And you can call in at 1-888-767-4348 and put our experience to work for you at your house for free. That's a part of what we do at Rosie on the House to earn the spot of becoming every Arizona homeowner's best friend. We've got the broadcast. We do three hours live every Saturday morning. We have a newsletter that goes out by subscription only to tens of thousands of homeowners all across the state. You can subscribe to that newsletter by clicking on to our website, rosieonthehouse.com, and become a Rosie on the House Insider. It tips you off on what we're going to cover the next Saturday So if it's a topic of interest for you, you can make sure, mark your calendar and join us. You ought to be joining us every Saturday morning anyway. We are here today with a repeat guest because the last time we brought this man in, we couldn't answer all the questions people were trying to get on the line to ask. We're here with Brandon from Day and Night Air Conditioning Plumbing. Brandon, thanks for coming in.
2: Thank you for having me. Yeah, man.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're here particularly today to talk about plumbing. If you've got a question about a drip, a leak, a noisy pipe, a slow drain, anything having to do with the plumbing system in your house, now would be your chance to give us a call. one 767 4348 Brandon Williams, the field supervisor for the Plumbing and Drain Services Division of Day and Night. And no one knows better than you, that, uh, Brandon, when a homeowner finishes their business in the bathroom and they push the flush valve, that's the last time they want to see that. Absolutely. (laughs) If you ever see that a second time, it's never good. Yep, absolutely.
2: Even in the movies, (laughs) they're going to visit someone else. The last thing you want is it not going away.
1: Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Let's talk about you know, uh, people are uh, in very, we're, we're currently in the middle of a remodel for a home that was built in the 60s. And we literally had to cut the entire concrete floor up to replace the entire cast iron system. Let's start with the, the pivot point. About the mid-70s, we changed how we were doing drain lines. What were we using In the 40s, 50s, 60s, and early 70s.
2: So that's a good question. The older homes, depending on what year. This
1: is for the drain line.
2: Yes, for the older homes, the drain lines, you saw in those particular years a lot of cast iron piping mixed with a little galvanized piping. Now, that was inside of the home, whether it was in the walls or underneath the concrete like you were talking about. When you got outside of the home, then it would transition to some clay pipe. Orangeburg, whatever it was being built in that particular year and/or area, Uh, but inside of the home, what you were what you were probably dealing with would have been cast iron. It was all cast. Yeah, so it uh, it was cast. (laughs) Cast away (laughs) as we were as we were taking
1: out, it would just crumbled into bits and pieces, piles of rust,
2: fragile as a potato chip. Yeah, you know, Uh, super strong pipe. Obviously, it gave plenty of life, well well over fifty years. Yes. Um, but there everything comes to an end. At some point in time, you've you've got to do something about it. Well, if if we've got slow
1: running drains, what what are the first things y'all start looking at when you get there to reestablish the flow?
2: To reestablish flow, um, the most common thing would be a router machine. Okay, So using a router machine, it's a small machine. It has a steel cable on the inside of it. Sometimes you use an auger or a spring tile head on the end of it, uh, you use that router machine to, to get in there and break up what would be normally a soft blockage, right? Um, and if you can restore the flow that way, awesome. Hallelujah. Yeah, a- absolutely. <laughs> Everyone, everyone's praising, right? Um, and, and, and that's a great way to restore the flow. So the smart thing to do once that's done, if it is um, an older home, would be to then use a sewer camera, an inspection camera. Um, you want to take a good look at the inside of the pipes to make sure not only did you got the stoppage free and clear and flowing, other than just testing it with water, but to kind of find out why did it stop up. Was there a reason or was it just an overload of some baby wipes or something of that nature? Um, so that way you can tell what may possibly be next. Does it need a different type of cleaning, more advanced does it need a replacement like the cast iron lines you were replacing? What What does it need, oh, if it needs anything and, at all? And
1: you know what, Brandon? People criticize my advice a lot of times. I tell them, do not throw Kleenex down the toilet. Do not throw uh, cotton swabs down the toilet. Do not throw moist wipes down the toilet. And they always tell me, my wife's been doing that for years. And I always tell them, I say, look, the first cigarette doesn't give you lung cancer. <laughs> <laughs> But if but if you create that as a habit, uh, those are all things that are not designed to go in the toilet. Yes, absolutely. And and they they can very easy. Um, I know I know drain specialists that love moist wipes.
2: (laughs) Yes, and I know plumbers that a plumber had to have invented a garbage disposal because if you think about that, we're grinding up food, we're putting it into a drain so it can back up. And you've got something you can replace every three to four years. So a plumber had to have invented a garbage disposal. Um, if you think about it like that. Uh, but at the end of the day, a properly functioning a properly functioning sewer system, if something's getting into it, if it's flowing properly, if it's able to get into it, it should flow out. Um, unless you're adding things like a, like a a tissue is really bad. That does not break up. I mean, think about it. You blow your nose, it doesn't tear. It's right. awesome, right? It's great for your face. Right. That's not going anywhere. That's not breaking down anytime soon. Um, things like in your kitchen. And all you
1: know. that needs to do is catch on one little piece of rust at the first elbow in the... In the, in the line. Yes. And, and, then, it, and then the moist towelette yes. catches
2: on that. And then the Q-tip. And then right? the Q-tip yes. catches on that. It just builds up, builds up, <laughs> builds up. And, you know, you might think, well, I have a newer home. I'm safe. Well, when they're gluing those joints together, sometimes you get a little bit of a drip from the glue on the inside of that line that almost acts like a little hook that will also catch Toilets, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It'll build up the same thing, so you know there are certain things that should not be in a sewer.
1: Well, we should have given a disclaimer before the show started <laughs> as to where we were taking the show today, right down the drain. But we, <laughs> we talk, we talk about uh, when you all show up, so we try and dislodge the the softer plug. Okay, it won't budge. the 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 drain machine won't move and i've got it in there 47 feet and it won't move another inch
2: it won't move now what you know every situation is going to be different um if that drain machine is not getting through the blockage there's definitely something going on there right uh, the next step would probably be something like hydro jetting hydro jetting um, is a machine that uses high pressure water almost like a pressure washer The difference between a pressure washer and a hydrojetter is there's going to be a lot more water flow. So pressure washer uses maybe two gallons per minute. Uh, (laughs) Hydrojetter uses eight to 12 gallons per minute. So all of that water volume with high pressure will normally push that through whatever's going on unless you have an absolutely broken or collapsed line and you just can't get anything through it.
1: And then how about the neighbor's tree? That
2: Cut it down. (laughs) <laughs> no. No. no, no. The, the roots already infiltrated. <laughs> yeah, the, well, what do you what do you do to clear that? Th- that's a great question. So hydrojetters can clear up roots depending on how bad they are. Uh we have things that are called uh descalers that use chains with cutting heads on them now. Um there's just so many different ways we can attack it. The descalers really really cool because we talked about all those rust bumps on the cast iron right. just a little bit ago. You know, with the proper access and with the proper technician, you can actually grind those rust bumps off, creating a smooth surface in the sewer lines again.
1: I wouldn't want that job.
2: No, it I takes a while. I
1: would not want the liability of them. you really got to learn that touch.
2: And that's why I said the proper technician. Uh, yeah, I yeah. know. You were yeah. very <laughs> careful. You were very
1: careful. But that—that's a, that's a learned skill. You don't just attack that. 40-year-old cast iron.
2: A- absolutely. There's there's a couple companies in town that um, they don't do the work for homeowners, but they specifically train people how to use that style of equipment. And if they're in business, staying in business, you know, that, that means that they're, yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're teaching it. There's a reason. And anyone that just grabs a piece of equipment, if they can afford the piece of equipment, you wouldn't want to just go at it. One, it could get stuck. It could break things. It, there's a lot of different things that could happen. Last thing you want to do is hurt yourself.
1: Well, I think one of the greatest plumbing inventions in the last twenty years
2: is the inline camera. Absolutely. I mean we can see what's going on. We can locate it. We for can better, find out where for it's. For better out. or worse. Yes. For better or worse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Real popcorn thriller, right? <laughs> yeah. Dirty videos. But
1: but it that they can tell you so much.
2: Yeah. I mean, It is, a you know, the actual lens of the camera is about the size of a pencil, Um, but just like going to the doctor and them using cameras inside of our bodies to figure out what's going on there, it's the same exact thing. We're putting that camera in there, we can find out what's going on so we know how to best present or put together some options so you guys can figure out what to do with the home.
1: Well, I'm going to want to talk when I get back. When y'all get the call, hey, I've got a blockage, I've got a backup, Um, what forensics do you go into to even know where to start? I mean, you, first thing you got to do is isolate the location or the fixture or whatever. So when we get back, kind of kind of talk us through what your texts do once they show up. Absolutely. We, we, um, we do have regular subscribers to our newsletter. Saw this was going to be the topic. And we were kind of flooded this week when the newsletter went out with people saying... You know, all I had was a plug. And companies were showing up trying to tear my bathroom apart with a strategy that they said the insurance was going to cover everything. We were, we were going to eradicate mold. I mean, they were turning a drain problem into a massive whole bathroom remodel project that the tech just kept saying, don't worry about it. Your insurance is going to cover it. And we weren't, hit with one or two of those we were hit with multiple of them Mm -hmm. so we won't trash talk any particular company but we might bring homeowners awareness to that kind of tactic i'm i'm all up for that okay when we get back here with brandon williams of day and night Bringing it back to plumbing and drain specialist from day and night. Again, thanks a million for coming in this morning. Really appreciate it. Uh, to answer any of your homeowners' questions about plumbing or drain, the number is one 767 4348 to talk to Brandon, who's joining us here in the studio. Two questions for you, Brandon. Is my house the only one? that only has trouble during the holiday seasons.
2: <laughs> Absolutely not. What,
1: what is it about the holidays
2: <clears throat>
1: that uh, the sewer system says, well, I'm going to back up right now. The <laughs> guests showed
2: up last night. <laughs> Always the most inconvenient time. I, I mean, other than the fact that we're doing more during the holidays than we are at any other time. We're cooking the extra dinners. We're cooking the extra pastries. We're having more guests over. Our house is getting a lot more usage. Kind of like what we saw with COVID when people started staying at home all the time. All of a sudden, they had a bunch of plumbing oh, problems. Oh,
0: really? We're home.
2: We're using it. We're there, right? Um, it doesn't matter newer home or older home at that point. You start using it, you're gonna get those things. You're putting, you know, the the scraps from the turkey down the disposal. All those different things are gonna add to those problems. You're flushing the toilet ten times because all the kids are home for break. You know, everything's just getting used used a lot more than normal. So that would probably explain it.
1: Well, let's talk about when y'all do show up on site. How do you start studying the problem? Where do you know how? To, where Where do you start looking?
2: That, that's a really good question. Your, so, your call was, I have a backup. I I've I got have a backup, backup in so, my sewer line. Yeah, my 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 dispatch sends me out. The customers got a backup in their sewer line. Stuff's coming up in their shower, right? So we train the guys, or I train the guys, and, and and we talk about things honestly before we even get to your home. So when I'm driving down the street, I'm looking at things like the manholes. Are they in the street? Are they? Hey. Do you have an alley behind your house? um are they on the side of the alley like i'm looking for those things because i'm trying to get an idea of which way does your sewer run before i even get there as i'm coming down your block i'm looking at the neighbor's houses do i see any mainline cleanouts in the front yard where are the vents on the roof our job starts before we've even got there okay uh so then once i get to the door and present myself make sure our truck's parked okay and all that other stuff i'm just going to ask you simply uh once i've introduced introduced myself where has this started You know, let's take a look where it started. Is it still active? Is it still overflowing? Is it still holding water? Um, If not, we'll start checking some things. We'll turn some water on. We'll turn some water off. We'll we'll go throughout the house and kind of see what's all affected. If everything's affected, then we're going to (laughs) try and figure out where we're going to go to access the issue as close as possible. So that way we can try and restore flow. And then that way we can use that camera that we were talking about if we feel needed. Um, that's the best way to describe how I start to look at it. Check things, start, turn it on, turn it off, turn it on, turn it off.
1: And once you all establish flow, um, I was mentioning some of the feedback we got this week after people yes. knew you were coming out. Um, there, there is a tactic out there in the market right now where they'll use a homeowner's emergency, whether it's a broken air conditioner or a backed-up septic line, to create opportunities to upsell in areas that are unnecessary. Mm-hmm. What, what's y'all's take on that? I mean, what? Um...
2: Well, you know, I think I can speak for everyone at, at our company, but I'm going to speak from the, from the heart right here. Um, the first and foremost, use your gut. If you feel uncomfortable, there's already a problem. You shouldn't feel uncomfortable. You shouldn't feel pressured. If any of that's going on, stop. Stop! What's going on? If you if you've worked with the company for a long period of time, ask for a manager, ask for a different technician, whatever you've got to do to feel comfortable. Ask for a second opinion. Get another company out. See what's going on. But if you feel uncomfortable, direct things are going in a direction you just you're just unsure of. You've got to stop. You know, um, there is a few companies, and I don't like to talk bad about anybody, but there there is a few people out there. I wouldn't even say it's the company themselves I would say it's maybe the people within that company we don't want to say it's the company I don't think anyone would teach you know things that weren't in, didn't have integrity you you would hope not yeah that yeah absolutely <laughs> I mean it's just so wrong on many levels but it, the first things first if you feel uncomfortable stop you know you should never feel uncomfortable It's your home You should or pushed or pressured yes absolutely it, it just gut feeling right um, if people are talking about, I mean, don't get me wrong, if you've clearly got a flooded home, it might be a good idea to make an insurance claim. We've got a flooded home. If, if it's very minor, it, it's okay to call and inquire, ask your insurance agent what they think. But if you have someone that's in your home that's not your insurance agent saying this is all covered under your insurance, that's probably a problem, a red flag right there. And the reason I say that is we're not insurance agents. We don't even know what you have for a policy. How can I say whether or not it's covered or not? So.
1: Well, appreciate that input. Appreciate that guidance. I hope you're all listening. I hope if you have a plumbing question, you feel free to give us a ring, one 767 4348 48. We're here with Brandon Williams, the field supervisor for the plumbing division and drain services division of day and night air conditioning, heating, and plumbing. Right here at Rosie L. Mouse, we're here for you, like we always are. one 767 4348 And he said plumbing. That's what's coming. Everybody's pipe's law, they got to be ironic. If you look, I think you'll see the way things always be when it's working. It's all flowing downhill. It's cold. We're here this morning at Rosie on the House talking plumbing this particular hour. In, in particular, the uh, troubleshooting of a clogged drain with Brandon Williams. He is the field supervisor for the Plumbing and Drain Services Division of Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. And uh, Brandon, we've kind of talked through the different pipe material that we've used over the years building the homes. Uh, we've talked about the different kind of blockages we could find down there. And we've talked about that it's always at the holiday season. <laughs> so,
2: uh, y'all are running a little Rose offer this morning, aren't you? A- absolutely. Um, $93. We'll bring that rooter machine we were talking about out earlier uh, and we'll maintain the drain for you. So, as long as you got an accessible cleanout, we'll open up that cleanout cap. We'll run that rooter machine through there just to maintain it so that way you're ready for the holiday season. Uh, If we feel necessary, we'll even include the camera at no extra charge so we can make sure that it's good to go, Um, and then that way you can have the confidence going into the holiday season.
1: Now, I'm reaching back into a dusty old memory brain cell here, but it seems like to me as I came up through the trades in the 70s, it was pretty typical for about half the houses to have a clean-out. Yes. Then about the 80s, they wanted us to double-sweep Double cleanouts, both ways. Yep. is that is that about? Am I remembering that about right?
2: Yeah, you're doing really good. Okay. Your time frames are perfect. Okay, yeah. all right. So the one cleanout that they used to have would have a directional T at the very bottom of it, and and kind of had to push the cable one side or the other. You know, hope you hit the right hole kind of thing. The right direction. Yeah, exactly. And then it would push the cable one one way or the other. The problem with that is the very center of it would never get cleaned, and that's where some buildup would build up, and then you have to dig it up no matter what. When they went to that dual sweeping clean-out, you can truly direct which way the cable is going to go. Made it very easy to maintain the entire drain. Um, and then shortly after that, they started adding clean-outs throughout the house. So if you walk through a, a newer home, you'll see little tiny uh, round circular caps. Most people think they're for cable boxes or things of that nature, but there's usually clean-outs behind it you open it. Till you open it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Or until you have a backup and there's some stuff coming out <laughs> yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, behind those uh, covers are going to be cleanouts, so that way we can access the sewer from different spots throughout the house.
3: One triple eight seven six seven four three four eight. That's one triple eight Rosie for you to join the conversation. We'll start with John. Who wants to talk about air hammering. Good morning,
0: sir. Good morning. How are you this morning, Rosie? Very well. Very well. Uh, wanted to ask a question about the the, and I'm sure it's air in the line. There uh, we, the shower it's right, it's shower is right behind the shower in the wall there, and if you turn on another faucet, uh, turn it on to the coal side or something, it'll stop, and then you know, and it won't happen again for quite a while. But it it does hammer, and, and my wife said, it, it God is telling me something this morning <laughs> that you're talking about plumbing, and I'm supposed to call you to get it solved. <laughs>
2: Well, all right. I'll try to help as best as okay. I can. Yes. I, I, well, if, well. if I was the first thing I would do if I was at your house is I'm going to check your water pressure. Water pressure is a, a, a big thing. Um, if it's over sixty, the code book says eighty, but if it's over sixty, in my mind it's a little bit high. So that would be the first thing that I would check is your water pressure. Uh, when is that hammering noise coming? Is it just randomly in the middle of the night? Like when do you hear? No, that? it's
0: just when you're taking a shower. It's, ju- it's not, that's the only time it really happens.
2: And just specifically in that shower?
0: In that shower, no place else. And it just, uh, you know, as I say, was, you turn on the cold water in another sink in the shower, just right on the other side of the wall, and it goes away and it quits. You just adjust the, adjust the valve just a little bit and it'll quit.
2: So the other thing, is it a single-handle shower valve?
0: It's one, yes it's, a, yes, it's a single handle, you're
2: right. So that would be the second thing I would check. So I would I would probably be checking the cartridge for that shower valve. You could have like a pressure balance spool inside of it or something like that that's clicking back and forth, that making it sound like you got a tick or a hammer inside of the wall.
1: Ah, okay. This could be... As, as, as air hammers go, this could be a pretty easy one to solve.
2: Yeah, it could be pretty easy, or it could be a, a, a multiple things. You know, the, the air hammer itself might be the check engine light, right? It's saying, hey, there's something else going on that might be either, you know, high water pressure has been messing with it or even uh, hard water, right? Hard water messes with everything. So, and Arizona's got some tough water.
1: And, and an air hammer generally is some plumbing device turning the water off too fast. And then all the water coming down the line is hitting this shut valve with more pressure. Most valves are made to kind of it, it, it's we're talking about fractions of a second, but uh, um, irrigation valves in particular, go bad a lot. Yes. And, and that's why... And, I, and they'll start air hammering at 4.30 in the morning Yes, when the
2: irrigation valves are coming on. And that's why I asked what time. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. And, and that usually will ring in, you know, some high water pressure as well. Uh, but when those air, irrigation valves, especially on the drip system, start to go bad, you'll start to hear it. Like, why at 2 in the morning is, I'm, am I hearing this noise in my house? And that's usually when the sprinklers are going yeah. on. Um, so, yeah, a bunch of contributing factors uh, but definitely something that can be chased down.
1: And the fact that yours is isolated to that, that shower valve, John, uh, I'm guessing that it really could be as simple as replacing that cartridge. And you want to talk through uh, replacing a cartridge on a single level handle? You got the cover plate, you got the handle, uh, and then you put it in backwards and you've got a hot and cold replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
2: or if you have hard water, you're dealing with the tough screws to get it out. Oh, man. So uh, call the professionals. Okay. All
1: right. Very good. And y'all are running a little Roselle uh service option on drain lines right now. We'll yes. Give that phone number.
2: Yeah, phone number is 623-455-5825. That's 623-455-5825. Again, $93. We're going to come out. We're going to use the router machine to kind of maintain that line. Uh, if we feel necessary, we're going to double-check it with a camera to make sure it's clean. Um, if, there, if, if it's not, we'll come up with a different solution to clean it out, like we talked about hydro jetters, descalers, all kinds of stuff. We're hoping it doesn't need that. This is basically just a maintenance thing to keep you going for the holidays, and so you don't have to hopefully call us in an emergency.
3: Okay. And on that camera, how does it work? Let's say I'm scoping down the drain, I find this problem area that needs, that physical pipe needs to be replaced, maybe just in that area. Is there a GPS locator so you know exactly where to drill? Are you measuring by how many feet you put down the line and the direction
2: it's going? Mm-hmm. Um, great question. So the, the new cameras today, they have a that built into the head of the camera. So right behind the head of the camera, there's a special device on there. Um, and that puts off a, a, a certain radio frequency that's picked up with another instrument. And we can not only tell exactly where it's at, but we can also tell how deep it is. Um, and that allows us to be able to give options on what's going on, because um, if it's six feet deep versus two feet deep, that's going to be a huge price difference. Um, but yes, absolutely, that, that's exactly how it works.
3: Well, and if it was six feet deep, I I would start to think after about four feet. This must. Be wrong. <laughs>
2: yeah.
3: Was, well, it can't be any deeper than this. this is radio frequency? Is bad. I, I've
2: I've learned to just listen to my equipment. Every time I try to use my common sense or my or my brain, it might get us into trouble because it's the equipment's really good and very accurate. Two questions
1: coming in right now on text. Uh, heat pump water heaters. Should I consider one?
2: It depends. Yeah, I don't you, you know, love. I I'm old school. So tried and true. If uh, I have an electric system, because most heat pump water heaters are electric, I kind of like the Marathon Heater. Um, it's built to last. It doesn't have a steel tank. Um, the heat pump water heaters are pretty expensive, and I'm not sure that the savings for the energy is, is, is there just yet. We talk about heat pumps for our air
1: conditioning, mm-hmm. and what a heat pump does is it moves heat. On, when it's your air conditioner on the house, it literally, it doesn't move cold into your home. It moves all the heat out of your house. Mm-hmm. Now, a heat pump water heater needs to now find heat somewheres mm-hmm. to put into the water to heat it. Yes. So it
2: won't work if your water heater happens to be outside beside the garage. It, it'll still work because it has electric elements, but... I mean, think about it's a great idea in Arizona because think about how hot our garages get, get in yes, the summertime, yes. right? So it's pulling all that heat from the garage and heating up your water. It's it's It does make it very efficient, especially in the summertime. Um, the cool thing about it, too, is the exhaust is actually kind of cool air. So you're pulling the heat out, and the exhaust is pushing a, a cooler, cooler air back into the in, garage. Yeah. A safe cooler. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it's just the the old school in me personally is the more things on something the more moving parts the more things that are going to fail i'm I'm kind of still stuck in the tried and true this this works this this is lasting a long time
1: and and my thought about not putting one outside is i mean on a cold january morning that heat pump water heater is gonna have a really hard time yeah. generating some hot
2: water it's going to depend on those electric elements the, yeah, it'll have to go time. into its a backup which is
1: probably about the most expensive heat source you can get
2: exactly I agree with you
1: but I think we're on the same page that they they're not new I I I think I've heard about these heat pump water heaters kind of coming out on the market about 20 years ago I think I saw the first one installed in a house you know I was I was there inspecting the house for some remodeling work I want to say it was about six months ago they're not, they just haven't been really well accepted and adopted.
2: And that comes down to the cost. They're expensive, you know um, If you're going to triple the cost of a water heater, you, most people are going to go with something that that's still more working. traditional. Yeah, exactly. Um, the marathon I mentioned is is right in the middle, meaning you've got a standard tank style electric water heater. You've got a marathon heater which is not a steel tank. it's like a polyethylene. Uh, it's plastic materials um, similar to anyway. And then you got that heat pump that's right after it. So if I'm in the middle of the road and the Marathon heater's giving me, you know, 15, 20-year warranty on their tank, it's a no-brainer for me personally. Okay.
1: I, I like that. All right. Joan wants to replace a showerhead. She's asking us, do I replace the pipe coming out of the wall as well? Most new
2: showerheads will come with the pipe, so I'm going to say yes. You would? Yes. And I would tell most homeowners, don't touch that pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very confident in my skills. <laughs> yeah, if
1: you're a real plumber. But boy, once that neck that's coming out of the wall breaks loose, it's back in the wall. Homeowner, you don't know what you possibly could have just done.
2: That That's true. Yeah. Call, call, again, call the professional.
1: Call, but, but if you've got a plumber on the job. But uh, I would not encourage a homeowner to pull pipes out of the wall unless you've got, you know. A, a, a professional really
2: close by <laughs> yes yeah well you guys have the number now so yeah, give it again yeah give it a go give that number again uh, 623-455-5825 this is Rick Thompson from Thompson's Drywall Services you're listening to Rosie on the House
1: and welcome back to Rosie on the House y'all Again, we're here with Mr. Brandon Williams, the field supervisor for Plumbing and Drain Department at Day and Night Air Conditioning, Heating, and Plumbing. Brandon, I'm going to give you a, a, one more call here. Sure. Coming in from Arizona City. Let's talk to Tim. Good morning, Tim.
0: Hey, good morning, gentlemen.
1: Good morning, Mr. Tim.
0: How are you? Um, I've got, I, I just purchased this house. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll try to be brief. Mm-hmm. I've got a double sink in the kitchen. that's on a uh, peninsula. And it's got a wet vent uh, that goes, it's, the plumbing goes into the cabinet, into the half wall, down. The wet vent is immediately adjacent to clean out there. I, ha- from day one, I noticed a, an egg type smell coming out of the drains. And the drains were always going slow in the kitchen sink. So I thought maybe I had a plugged main drain. I ran a 25-foot snake down it. I took apart all the bottom of the sink and inspected. Everything's good. Ran a snake down it. Nothing. I still have the smell, and I am suspecting that my wet vent may be plugged. And I'm curious how...
2: Is it flowing really good now? No. It's still it still f- flows about the same. It still flows about the same. Okay. So there's a perfect situation where those cameras come in like, they're awesome, right? If we put the camera down there. We can find out, is there a plug, right? We can find out, is there possibly a belly in the line that's creating, like, a, a vacuum so the drain can't drain very well? Um it, smells could be because the drains backing up you're getting a grease buildup, something like that a cable won't always clean grease off the side of the lines it may need hydro jetting, it may need something else to get that stuff out of there which not only creates the flow but also gets rid of the smells so my recommendation would be definitely local plumber that has that camera get it in there so that way you can see what's going on
3: when he's referenced a wet vent what is a wet vent?
2: Well, technically what he has is called an island vent. He has a, a peninsula, he said, so I'm going to assume that island doesn't – you don't want the vent coming up where you can visually see it. So in an island vent, it kind of goes – the drain goes back over on itself inside of that little half wall, and then it goes towards the sewer underneath the home. But at some point in time, there's going to be a Y right there that will go over to a different wall, and that vent will then go up out through the roof. So <laughs> – specific terms that we kind of use everyone's got different ones but we call it an island vent and the
3: point of the venting and plumbing is to help the water flow
2: yeah so if you turn over your water jug you just open your water bottle you turn it over it's going to chug doop 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 poke a small hole in the bottom it's going to flow right out so that can cause slow drains Um, but i tend to see either bellies in the line or grease build up some, something else is going on. It's not usually a vent plug because nothing is normally getting into the vent, especially on an island. There's there's really nothing to get in there.
3: And when you talk about a belly in the line, you know mm-hmm. the plumbing drain line is supposed to slope a quarter inch for every horizontal foot it yes. travels. A belly is where you would have a bow in that, and it's not a perfect slope drain yeah it's
2: not a perfectly sloped drain it's not allowing the water flow out so that sag or belly is catching some water when it catches some water that creates the buildup that that it creates all kinds of problems
1: what else did you want to address
2: what else would i want to address yeah. uh, well we were talking a little off Wait. air about your project yes um exactly. the, where you ripped up all that concrete in the house And I was saying, man, wish you would have called us right? (laughs) or called me and asked me a question. So when you ripped out all that concrete to replace that cast iron pipe, uh, I was just letting you know that we have that that new technology in house now. So we're doing sewer lining, pipe bursting and coating. Um, And there's a really good possibility we could have either restored or salvaged that pipe or not tore up all the concrete and only maybe put a couple holes in the home so that way we could have done some pipe bursting or something like that, saving all that labor, saving all that damage to the foundation. And um, if, if this weren't a whole house remodel where all the flooring has come up, all the walls
1: have come down, we would have. we would have. Oh, I appreciate but, that. <laughs> but, but this lining system, which again is, is, is fairly new to the world in the last 20 years, I mean, I first learned about it from a listener in Tucson who lived in the foothills, and he said, we hired a c- California company mm-hmm. to come reline our sewer lines, because my wife wasn't going to saw cut through 4,000 square feet of tile mm-hmm. to replace the sewer lines, and I said, well, keep me posted and let me know how that works out, and uh, it, it
2: there are Times and places for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a right application for everything. That's why I mentioned three different things, coating, lining, and pipe bursting, Um, and then direct replacement like you did. There's definitely an application for everything, but the lining has come a long way. I mean, it works really, really good, and so does pipe bursting. We're saving tons of damage inside of a home. Um, sometimes there still has to be some, but imagine only doing one spot, one bathroom versus the whole house.
3: Now, uh, lining, I can understand pretty simply. What is pipe bursting? That sounds like you're going in and blowing it up. <laughs> <laughs> so
2: pipe bursting is a, is a method where we take a steel cable. We put that steel cable through your existing line, right? On one end of the steel cable is a spear-looking head. It even has a little blade on it. And as that passes through the pipe, because a hydraulic pump is pulling on that cable, it splits the old pipe. On the back side of that spearhead, we've got a new pipe connected to it. So we're splitting the old pipe as we go, bursting it creating a little bit of space, pulling a new pipe right where the old pipe was. Awesome technology. That's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. I mean, <laughs> when we if we would have had that when I first started, it would have saved my back from all the digging I did because it, it's very, very, very cool technology. And it puts a brand new plastic pipe in there it's a schedule 40 plastic so it's nice and thick and it's going to last years brandon
1: your pre-holiday drain cleaning service phone right. number
2: ninety three dollars 93 bucks we're going to maintain it with a router real quick r- run it through that clean out and if need be we'll inspect it with the camera
1: that's day and night air conditioning heating and plumbing mr brandon williams field supervisor for the plumbing and drain services division thank you very much